Community managers, also known as community moderators, serve a very important role within the NFT Discord community. As the go-to person for both community members and project teams, there's no mistaking that a reliable, skilled, and trustworthy moderator is indispensable. Stick around, listeners, because this episode is for anyone wanting to learn more about the NFT Community Discord Manager role or how to level up your community building and marketing skills. You're listening to the Sticky Brand Lab Podcast, where time-strapped professionals like you learn how to create a business you love in as little as three hours a week. The NFT market is an exploding business opportunity where collectors and investors are buying and selling digital art for hundreds of thousands of dollars. As more and more creatives, artists, developers, and project teams jump into this emerging market to launch their own NFT projects, we wanted to explore the importance of the NFT community moderator role to market, promote, and engage with project audiences. But before we do, Welcome to Sticky Brand Lab, the podcast where we share essential business tools, shortcuts, and advice from leading entrepreneurs, industry experts, and our own real-world experience, so you can launch your business quickly and without breaking the bank or feeling overwhelmed. Because the only thing more empowering than knowledge is being able to take confident, decisive action. We're here today with our returning guest, Christine Gu. Christine is an NFT entrepreneur, artist, and co-founder of Mini Monkey Mafia. As an artist and co-team member, Christine was the community manager after the initial launch of Mini Monkey Mafia. She's here today to share her knowledge, experience, and recommendations for anyone new to the role of an NFT Discord community manager and those ready to level up their skills. Welcome back, Christine. Hello, hello. <laughs> hello. It's so great to have you. We're excited to have you back because we always learn so much from you and you share such great information. Thank you. For those who don't know, Discord servers got their start in the gaming community and they're an important part of the NFT space. However, the focus here today is the role of the community manager, which is pretty important for any successful NFT project or business these days. So if you don't mind, we'd love to pick your brain about what it takes to be a successful NFT community manager. Before we get into the how-tos of community building, can you talk about some of the key features? For example, the structure is similar to Slack. But for those who've not used Slack, can you explain how that works? Discord's user interface is very, very similar to that of Slack's insofar as you have the channels, you have the different servers, and you have the chat space. But I think what makes it different is one, Slack is geared more towards work. So you talk there with like your managers, your coworkers, and so forth. That's not the type of vibe that you get from Discord. Like <laughs> you're not sending an email to the founder of the NFT collection asking if we can do like a quick design sync. You're more or less giving them ideas and talking to the community as a whole. And I think that culture is very similar to, I would say, streaming insofar as you see someone do doing the work, but then you have a lot of people making the commentary. And I think that's how Discord is set up more, even though the interface is very similar to that of Slack's. But I think with what it takes to become a NFT community manager, the 
culture and the expectations of it are very different. We've talked to multiple people that have been a mod or moderator for multiple Discord channels, but they say that when it comes to NFTs, it's a whole different beast. So I think when it comes to that role, you've got to set different expectations for yourself. Because for them, it was oftentimes like a summer position or a seasonal position where they were modding for a couple months at a time. And for them, they never said that they got the amount of burnout or tiredness they got from the NFT world. And I think it's because you have this very fast paced, different emerging economy and like world as a whole that everyone's kind of stressed about money in. At the same time, no one really knows what's going to be the end game. So I think those are a lot of elements that people shouldn't discount to a very high degree. That being said, when it comes to Discord communities, I think when it comes to NFT communities as a whole, the community manager one integration. So understand the fact that when you're coming into the NFT space, because it's very, very community centric, every single community already has kind of a culture going on. So I think one thing that's pretty funny about our co-founder and development team culture is the fact that even though we might seem pretty chaotic on the Discord, we have like our developer building bots and like my character getting like really mad at them, my co-founder trying to step out of the way and whatnot. When we actually meet in real life, we're really, really calm and civil. Like, it's nothing like how we present ourselves on the Discord. But understanding that culture and seeing all the different players in our Discord as well and how they come across online is really going to determine how you should probably find a way to integrate yourself into the Discord channel. It's no longer like, hey, guys, we hired this person. Be nice to them now. It's more like, okay, we hired this person. It's your job now as the new person that we hired to integrate yourself into the community. And that comes with a lot of conscientiousness, self-awareness, and observation. I think another aspect of it is understanding the fact that technically, as decentralized as it is, you are working for a business and you want to side with the vision of the business. And I don't know how to phrase this in a way that doesn't make me as a founder seem selfish, but I'll do my best. So the thing is, if the founding team has a certain vision and your idea of it is very different, it's not your job as the community manager to kind of push your ideas forward. In that case, as founders, we would be the ones supporting you on your project, but it's not your job to kind of compete with the founders. So in that case, it would kind of, my advice would be like, understand your place as the manager in this discord, because As long as you're able to keep with the team dynamic, understand the culture, and push that vision forward, the founders are able to focus more on what do we want the future of this project to go up? What do we want us to build for the community? What do we want to advance this project forward? But if you can't do that and it causes a lot of conflict between you, the community, and the founders because you decide to push an idea forward that wasn't necessarily in line with the founding team, That causes a lot of conflict naturally because all of a sudden we have something on our plates to deal with. Like, oh shoot, I didn't know that we were running with this idea all of a sudden. And I didn't know that there was so much conflict with this community. And it could be something very harmless, but having that open communication is very important. I don't want it to sound like, oh, you should always default to your founders because like, if we come up with a stupid idea, you should probably call us out for it. But it's more like understanding your place as the community manager. You're here to hone down the Discord. You're here to make sure that the community is aligned. And it's up to the founders to figure out what the next steps for this project are. So you said that the role of the community founder is to make sure the community is in line. Can you expand on what is the role of a community manager within an NFT project? 
Yeah, so it's definitely going to vary based off of what every single different NFT project is expecting. But for us, the community manager is supposed to be someone that can kind of hone down the Discord as the founders go off and figure out what we want to build and where we want to advance the project into its next steps. So within the Discord, it would be making sure that the community is intact. So if they want anything behind the scenes or if they want to know what's going on with the project or if they want to know what is going to be upcoming, it would be the community manager being able to communicate with the founders, ask them a couple of questions, you know what's going on and then relaying that back to the community. Another aspect of it is dealing with FUD. So that would just be people coming in and seeing really negative things about the project. And it's up to the community manager to kind of make sure that that goes down as much as possible. Of course, not everyone's going to like you. Everyone is going to have their own opinions, but making sure that those opinions aren't inflamed, but rather subsided. So making sure that those are tamed. The other aspect of it is finding ways to rally the community together. So for us and anyone that is interested in the role, we pretty much give you free reign. If you want me to make any one-on-ones, just give me two or three days. But aside from that, if you want to create any games, if you want to create any activities, if you want anything that's being done in the Discord, that's all on you. And I think it's a great way to rally up the community and allow them to have something that bonds them together. So those are all jobs of the community manager. And because the Discord is able to really rely on someone that's just there, making sure that the community is intact and they have clear communication, that way the founders don't have to constantly be in the Discord 24-7 and like figuring out, oh shoot, why did we not do this? Why did we not do that? And then they can move on and figure out, hey, let's move the project forward this way. So it's basically just a way, it's like the anchor for the ship. You hold us down, we get to go off and figure out how we advance this project. But the anchor isn't there. The ship is sailing all over the place. We need to figure out how do we stop the ship before we go off. So it sounds like a community manager wears multiple hats. They're the communications of the business. So between the founders or the team and the audiences that are participating, it sounds like their customer service, if there's a problem, they come in and handle it. And it sounds like they are almost like a social coordinator in getting people excited and interested. So because they wear different hats in the analog space, when we're helping small businesses build their brand, we refer to having the tone and the voice and the personality of the business they want to drive forward. Does the community manager wear multiple voices, if you will, and personalities? Like, are they sometimes the personality of the business of the NFT? And sometimes they're the professional in conveying information or customer service. Mm, Do they have that flexibility or are they always wearing the personality, tone and voice of the NFT business? Yeah, I think it really depends on the collection. I think the way that I did it when I was mainly honing down the community was I had one persona in the Discord as a whole, which was kind of just this one character that was a bit more chaotic, stirred up a lot of controversy, or like started some chats here and there that would like rattle off the community. But then I was also able to make a couple of announcements. Those are very professional. We had a template for them. So it was more about just updates. But I think for the most part, 
you want to create some sort of voice for yourself. So then when people see you in the chat, they kind of know or what kind of personality they can expect. And then when it comes to like all the professional announcements, I think people understand like most discords have like the same template or like the same formatting. So then that way, like people are like, oh, okay, that person is updating us. But for the most part, you want to have like a persona that you can kind of fall back on as you're working through the community. So out of curiosity, what's the persona? How would you describe the persona of Mini Monkey Mafia as a whole? Not your role when you were as the community manager, but just in general. As a whole, I think it was... To be honest, we tried to brand it in a way where it was a lot more like playful and down to earth, which is why you can see like some of the devs, even me, try to make ourselves as relatable as possible. So then it was something that people can actually feel like instead of me talking to like a higher up, it's more like customer support. It's more like me talking to a peer about like, hey, I think we should do this for our project. And so I think that's one way we try to brand it as much as possible. But as the community advances and as people have different ideas, it's also admittedly hard to like hone down that brand. In a previous episode, you had said as a community manager, you could literally be in your community and engaging with them 24-7. For an NFT business, is there such thing as setting office hours? Setting office hours, I think most, it would just be like if the company does it. So I know it's not an NFT. I think it's more like a wallet, but it's called Rainbow. They have Wednesday office hours where I believe you can talk to the founders and some of the people on the team. I'm not too familiar with it, but I know like for some NFTs, they have quote unquote office hours that do allow people to go behind the scenes and kind of see what's going on with the team. But aside from that, I'm not too keen on just the community manager being there for two, three, four hours and then just dipping. I will say, though, I've told people that are prospectives, hey, you have these amount of hours that we do expect from you in order to like get paid and to do your job well. But hey, look, if you could do an eight-hour job in two hours, we'll pay you for the full eight <laughs> hours. <laughs> you just got to be strategic with it. <laughs> now, that doesn't mean like show up for two hours and then what well, you're supposed to do eight and then you expect us to pay right, the same right. to make it for the six. I'm saying if you're that good at your job and you can do an eight-hour job in two hours, you're like our top hire. <laughs> so. Although because it's so much community for a community manager in talking to audiences, So let me just step back for just a second here. So the community manager is on Discord in the NFT space. Are there other social platforms that an NFT project might also utilize that the community manager participates that are off of Discord? Yes. So I think a couple of NFT projects are also on Twitter. I'm more than happy to, like, if we end up hiring one in the near future and they have, like, a very strong idea of what they want for the Twitter and their content is something that I also resonate with, I'm more than happy to give them the reins and the keys to our Twitter. But that being said, I do need to make sure that they're on board with, like, our brand and what I sound like and being able to kind of just integrate themselves into that as opposed to me, like, freaking out and be like, oh, we should not post that online. So yeah, I think Twitter is this place where a lot of people are able to gather because like you can do Twitter spaces, you can post pretty frequently and so forth. But in order for me to be comfortable giving the keys to the castle on that, it'd be you'd really have to convince me that it's a good decision on our half. How do you manage announcements or conversations or Q&A? Yeah, so we are going through a bit more of a transition period on this end. 
originally I was the one doing pretty much all the announcements on the Discord in terms of our own, what we're doing for our project. And that was mainly a post-launch. My co-founder did all the announcements pre-launch. That was kind of a split. And then on Twitter, I'm currently taking a step back from socials as a whole, but I'll still be on the Twitter checking what's going on and like retweeting content that people are posting, especially if they're doing like their own fan art. I really want to give a spotlight to them. But aside from that, we manage it now as a team. So all me and my co-founder have the reins to the Twitter. And then also our developer has some ideas for the Twitter as well. So we all manage it at the same time. And then whatever content that we want to put out, it's just out there. You know, when you're on social media or you are a business that blogs, you have a content calendar, editorial calendars. What tools does an NFT project use or more specifically, does the NFT project and community manager use in order to do community well? Man, it really depends because I think with such a small team, it's pretty easy for us to just go on iMessage and be like, yo, can we do this? We'll talk it out. We'll have a quick meeting and then we'll put out a content. But I know for larger teams, I think it's a lot better to like organize it better because then everyone knows what they're working on. And I think in that case, at least for those bigger teams that I've worked with, having like a notion doc that organizes like, here's our priority. Here's something that we can work on on the side. Here's some things that we could consider and then also have like an agenda item. So like after every meeting or after a certain amount of time or dates pass, we expect you to have this and we expect this person to come with this and so forth. So I think as a small team and the founding team, pretty much we were friends before we founded Mini Monkey Mafia. So the communication was already there along with us and our dev. So for us, it was a quick iMessage. Let's just talk this out. We can do a quick call and then we can call it. But for other teams, where you might not know your co-founders as well, or if you might not have as much communication, I think having a Notion doc and having like maybe even a Slack channel might be helpful. Do NFT projects set rules or expectations of behavior within their communities? I think they should. It's a lot harder to enforce because not everyone's going to read the rules. And even if you have a rules channel, it's not like everyone's going to go there all the time. But I think one way that we subtly did it is we have something in our Discord called the swear bot. Basically, you're not allowed to cuss. And it was just weird because we're the mafia. But I think that like subtly set the precedent. You can use emotive language, but don't get to the point where you are like fighting and brawling and saying very, very nasty things to each other on a daily basis. That's great. You mentioned some tools that are recommended for communication with the, the project team and their community. What other tips, recommendations, tools do you have based on your experience and also hindsight that could be helpful for someone just starting out in that role or for anyone who wants to improve their communication skills? I think, honestly, the best way to understand Discord is to be in the community. And I think I was able to fairly well under Discord, even though I was like very new to this space, because I actually got my start in tech through a ton of like social audio apps. So I was pretty much online chatting with people every single day. And these are people that I didn't know prior. And so I had to pretty much figure out how do I get these people to like and respect me for the long term. 
And so I had a little bit of that background. But I will say, if you really, really want to improve, like I'm open to helping people, they reach out. I help like one other person else. But that being said, I think if you see someone in Discord that you really like and admire, or if you see someone in community that you think is very strong, don't be afraid to reach out to them. Even in my career as a whole, if there's designers that I like, I literally just send them like a Twitter DM. And I'm like, yo, I like your work. Can we set up a call for like 10 minutes? And I think just like reaching out to people that you think have the skills that you do and having them go into their thought process about how they approach every single situation is really, really helpful because you get their perspective and you can see like, okay, what part of their perspective can I add into for myself? That's great. Thank you. It is. It's really helpful advice because it's a new role. And as you have shared, I think it's going to have more operational processes attached to it as NFTs, the whole business as a whole gets bigger. But to start out, that's really helpful. Absolutely. So that we can learn a little bit more about you. Tell us what is your best tip for de-escalating negative behaviors? It really depends on how and what kind of negative behavior there is. I think one way that we did in our Discord, I still can't figure out if this was the best idea, but somehow worked for me, was making memes out of the negative behavior. So we ended up making jokes about the idea. I think someone came in saying that they wanted a refund a while back. People kept on going me and then saying that the developers are sus. We mainly just made those all into jokes. I started making affirmations that were, I will not check the Discord every 0.02 seconds. I will not yell at the devs that like I would put into the chat. And so, and I know I had this one saying, like people will come into the chat and they complaining about their lives. And I think I just got to a point where I was tired. I would just reply to them with like, that's on you. And people start saying that all the time in the chat. And someone even made a graphic for it. So I think at that point, taking things lightly, like knowing that the internet is, it can be a pretty scary place. So you can't take everything at face value or too seriously or too hard was something that like I had to constantly tell myself. But if it's like a valid concern, people are, people have invested in the project, they're worried about what the development team is going on, they're worried about the communication. I think those are pretty valid. So a lot of times it's either talking to them in the chat so everyone knows what's going on. And I think in that case, you do have to phrase your writing in a way that's a bit more formal. So it's more like a a mini announcement in the general chat. Or you can even pull them aside, DM them and be like, hey, this is what's going on. Totally understand your frustration, but let's talk through this Mm -hmm. so we know we're on the same page. Great. That's great. Really helpful. If someone wants to learn more about you or learn more about your experience, as well as your artwork or Mini Monkey Mafia, where should listeners go and how can they connect with you? Yes, Mini Monkeys are linked to my portfolio, which you can see at christinegu.com, C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-E-G-U.com. In terms of social media, I connect with a lot of people on Twitter. So you can follow me at chr15tine underscore gu. I placed the is in my name with a 15. So that's chr15tine underscore gu. And that's the main place where I can connect with people. Other than that, everything else and all my past work is on my portfolio. So you want to check out my previous work as a product designer or as an NFT artist. It's all there as well. That's great. And thank you so much, listeners, for listening to this episode. We hope it makes all the difference in you getting started on your side business so you can create your best and most exciting life. Not sure how to turn your idea into a profitable side business? 
contact us at stickybrandlab.com forward slash contact. We'd be happy to help you. If you found the information shared here today helpful, let us know by posting here where you're listening or on our Facebook page. This way we can learn more about your business goals and ideas, as well as send you love, encouragement, and congratulate you on the amazing and courageous decision you've made. Be sure to come back next Tuesday and every Tuesday for another informative, inspiring, and motivating episode. And remember, action creates results. So tap into your desire to create a business and brand you love by taking 1% action every day. Small steps, big effects. Do you have questions about creating a personal brand, side hustle, or small business? Sign up for one of our clarity sessions. For more information, contact us at stickybrandlab.com forward slash contact. As an artist and co-team member, Christine was the original community. Ke- oh, oh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah.